ladies and gentlemen, here we are again with another episode of the, uh, excuse me, I mixed the podcast up so much because I've been working on so many notes. With wrestlers with experience, we have Mark Knight and myself, I said Mark Knight, his wrestling name is Mark Knight, but What's we have good? Mark Morell. What's up? What's happening? With myself, Dietrich Davis. Um, today's episode, we're going to talk about all the rest of the, the three major companies outside of the WWE. We have a name for it, but we have to take care of other licensing Mm-hmm. agreements before we do that but one of the things that we will be talking about today is the national wrestling Li- Li- uh, national wrestling alliance we also will be talking about ring of honor mm-hmm. and we will be talking about new japan and getting you guys up to date so we want to incorporate more of the other companies that we watch and we know you guys watch in there mm-hmm. so today is one of those episodes where we're going to fuse those three companies into one um nice decent sized show for you guys to enjoy and like so what's going on, Mark? How was your day? I know you did some food shopping earlier Man, everything's today. good, dog. You know, between uh, the grocery shopping, because I figured I was going to, like, you know, do it, on, do it on Sunday. But I figured since, uh, you know, the timing was perfect and right, I was able to go and get that done. And um, I had to chase a motherfucker out my room, snatching uh, hair care products. Can't leave shit around. <laughs> you know, as soon as I'm walking out the door, I was like, listen. Soon as you done with my shit, put it back in the room right. where you found it. Yeah, yeah, you know how it goes. People caught attitudes and they walk out the door with my shit still. <sighs> Time to put a deadbolt lock on that door, huh? About to put a fucking shotgun on the fucking um thing too. You man. know, if you want me, we go put a nice uh big lock on there. Me and you do it. Bring the power drill by and shit. Well, yeah, you know, we could do that. And I also know a mechanic that can help out with us. You know, she, yeah. she's skilled with those things, too. Yeah. You know, she Not. was just telling me that earlier, <laughs> you know, that she, she does that because she used to work in a hallway store. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Right, right, got right. Got you, right. got you. But either way. Get uh, it done. Something with a, uh, with some nice traps on it, some Home Alone shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Have, um, has she listened to the show? Uh, yeah, she has. What does she think? She thinks it's pretty damn good. You know, as a matter of fact, I t- I'm surprised. So, you know, one person asked if they can get on it. I said, if it's going to be a female voice, she's going to have to know about wrestling. Word. That's mm-hmm. number one. And not a fan actually know. A wrestler yeah. or someone that follows wrestling a sp- the, the from from the business aspect of it, yeah, or at least understands more than the basics, right? More than just remember the rock. But anyhow, mm-hmm. um, just you know, it's been a quiet week. We recorded earlier this week. I got I, I put mm-hmm. our episode up with uh, talking about um something to wrestle with, right, and stuff like that. I'm gonna put more. I'm putting together another show for us because he's mentioned a lot of stuff recently, Word. and it's hard to review each episode, but we could take pieces of each episode and review it and put it into one giant show. Mm-hmm. But um, in Ring of Honor news, I just want to start off with this. We talked about it slightly before we turned the microphones on. Right. Jim Cornette on the 10 pounds of gold without him yelling and screaming, it almost seemed like he was just too perfect for the spot. Well, you know what I like about Jim Cornette? His knowledge, his vast knowledge of professional wrestling, his record keeping as um as as yeah, being a part attic of pro is wrestling, crazy. Yeah, man. Well, like what, it, it was his room, and then they extended the exactly. Attic. So that's like a part of his compound. My man had wrestling magazines dating back to the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he got into professional wrestling as a photographer and a and the guy that hung, handed out the programs for um Jeff Jarrett's grandmother. You know, um, when she was running the shows back down in the South, in uh, Louisville, um, Knoxville, and all kind of whatnot, and with him joining up with the, uh, basically just getting work with the Jarrett's. The Jarrett's basically opened the door for him Mm -hmm. to um, get involved in pro wrestling. But what's great about it, like we said, just looking at that, the way that he broke down how the NWA worked, how um, the world champion meant something, holding that world's title was like the end all be all. It didn't matter who you are or where you're from. If you were the NWA champion, you were the man. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got that vote of confidence by all of the promoters who were a part of the NWA. Um, everybody from Pat O'Connor to Luthez, he talked about everybody. He talked about um, why man. Um, Make sure Luthez, you put a mute on that one. He talked about. Um, uh, he talked about everyone, he t- but, yeah, he, he did. but he went back into the history. He he didn't he didn't say too much, and he didn't say too little. Right. He said exactly the right thing, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring that up really fast because I thought that was dope. Right 
on um, what he was doing. I didn't realize he was. Fi- I thought he was older than fifty-seven. I thought he was like sixty-seven mm-hmm. for some reason. And one good thing about it all is all those is that, bologna sandwiches will kill you. You know, and those Wendy's double cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the, the good thing about it is is that um, he's going to be commentating along with Tony Schiavone at the anniversary show. And that's going to be in a couple of weeks. When is the anniversary Actually, show? in two weeks. October 21st? At the 21st at the Louisville Gardens. Um, okay. Of course, he doesn't have to get on a plane and go nowhere. Right. He can just close, walk out. close by. He can just walk down the block or some shit. You know, so he's going to he's gonna do the, uh, he's going to announce along with Tony Schiavone. They're going to call the show. The show is going to be on the Fight Network. So if you guys are subscribers to the Fight Network, you will check that out. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll. What is it? Fight.tv? Fight.tv, correct. Right. You know, and. Of course, the show's being, uh, you know... Is it Fight.TV? I think it's Fight.TV. Right. Yeah. Or the Fight Network. It's something like that. Yeah. Wherever you find the Fight Network, you can go find it. Now, what's good about it is that you have the uh, the world title match, which is the main event. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus... Uh, excuse me, Cody, the American Nightmare, uh, versus Nick Aldis in a rematch, two out of three falls. Right. He just had a wrestling match recently with the black guy. I forget his name. Willie Mack. Pretty good match. I like Willie Mack. Yeah. More Alger. I thought he was going to sign to the WWE yet recently. I heard it was in talks with him. Mm-hmm. But you never heard anything else beyond him. But Willie Mack is definitely a great wrestler. And anywhere he goes, he's going to be promising. Oh, absolutely. I'm surprised you know, he hasn't gone to New Japan. Well, not yet. You know, But who knows what, they, what they'll do with him. But I think he's going to take a stop at Ring of Honor first. Mm, makes you know? sense. That makes sense. You and go to Ring of Honor and get yourself greased down and then unconsciously work with, not unconsciously, strategically when they come to Ring of Honor, yes. work with the Japanese wrestlers. And then you make a decision if you can handle Japan for a month or two. Right. Right, right, makes right, sense. Right. Makes sense. So and we have the rematch with Nick Adonis. What do you think about this match? Because I'm, I don't think he's getting the belt back. No, I don't see Nick getting the title back either. But however, he's gonna his presence in the title picture mm-hmm. will will be there along with everybody else. But Nick is a great wrestler, and what I like, what I appreciate about Nick all this is that he broke the stereotype of what the typical British heavyweight wrestler yeah, be- is between and him be. and um. The young man from WWE, the, uh, the NXT, the, the Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne. Those two have done wonders mm-hmm. for British wrestlers, and I'm just, I like. Let me tell you something. I did not like him in WC, uh, not WCW. I did not like him in Impact slash TNA, but I do love him now mm-hmm. in the NWA. He he gives it that real international feel. I feel as if you can actually hear his voice. Yes. And I don't mean physical voice, that you can hear his character and his presence now more than ever. You don't have a filter writing his his interviews and shit out for him. Yes. It's, it's, everything is passionate from within. It's deep down inside of his heart. He has to be a thinking man's wrestler to actually cut a fucking promo. Exactly. And he does that shit so well. And he adapts to every wrestler that he faced. Right. Though he's the same wrestler, his adaptation is so subtle and so good that I'm not going to put him in the all-time top 10 greats. Right. But if I had to pick a 100 wrestlers to rely on, he's definitely in yeah, the top can, 50. I mean, when you look up, when you look at British wrestlers, right? Uh, guys like um, William Regal. Regal comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie Brookside, uh, British Bulldog, British Bulldog, Billy Robinson, all these guys from the past, um, and even currently right now, like Zack Saber Jr. or um, even uh, David Hart Smith. Right about now, though I'm not a big fan of of Zack Saber Jr. You cannot take away his wrestling ability and skill. I don't like the character, but his wrestling ability. Yo, he's the fucking man the when roof. it comes to the, the, as far as like a technician in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yo, he, he he's like, I call him the human python. So right. he's like the guy, you, he's so damn limber. He's fucking incredible. He, he moves, pulls yeah. out great matches. He looks like a legit slender man in the middle of wrestling. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that, yeah. That, that like he's not standing straight up, but he's like that superhero character mm-hmm. drawn by like Frank Larson or something, right. Eric Larson okay. or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, With yeah. With the that... slouchiness and the like, the chest is caved in, but the shoulders are moved forward, but the back is hunched. Yes, he's like a, he's he's drawn like Eric Larson's Spider. No, excuse me, he's drawn more like Todd McFarlane's Spider Man. Okay, well, you know it's funny because like Larson kind of patting some of. McFarlane stuff too, but I know what you're saying though. I definitely agree with what you're saying though, as far as like artwork of, of of body schematics. But overall, when you look at the the modern crop of British wrestlers, those three are at the top of the helm. Yeah, Dune. I agree. Um, ZSJ, Nick Aldis. 
Definitely, definitely. I'll give him that. And there's a lot of British wrestlers, and we're not taking away from them in any of the feds around the world. But these motherfuckers, they are, um, like you know, the the cream of the crop. Yeah, they're, they're, they're. I would say I, I can't disagree with you. You know, um, Fit Finley is more of an Irish wrestler, so yeah. if you went European, you can bring him in there. But this dude. He's definitely like McFarlane, Spider Man, all all the way, all the yeah. way. Just just his his movement, like he physically looks like McFarlane, Spider Man, yeah. and like shit. A, so right, Will Osprey, I give him so much credit, and I love him to death. Yeah, but I, keeping it, yeah, yeah, McFarlane, Spider Man, that's him. Mm-hmm. Now, that, re- that, that, now, re- now regarding uh, back to him and uh, uh, Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis, him and Cody. Him and Cody. That's and it's a two out of three falls Two match. out of three falls. I'm fucking with it. Are you going to watch it? Or are you going to... I want to see it, man. I really do. Because how how often do you get to see uh, matches of that caliber and that magnitude? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you go to an ROH show, yeah, you'll see the NWA championship in some capacity, right. but not in a defense. Now, something I want to bring up, um, something I think is very important, in the height of the women's movement is Jazz defending the NWA Women's Championship. Now, I want to ask you a question. Mm. Did Jazz win that belt, or was she awarded that belt? Jazz won the title. Who did she win it from? Well, let's look it up and find out. Yeah, because I was sitting there. Jazz definitely won, like, no, Jazz would have, no one gives gives away anything in the business. You know, um, I don't believe so, but she actually won the title. Jazz is the 34th official NWA Women's Heavyweight Champion. 35. It was a three, uh, th- yeah, 35th. Yeah, so she defeated um, uh, Christy James. Christy James, and there was somebody else, uh, Amber Gallows. Did she beat Amber Gallows? Because Amber Gallows was the champion, and that was Lou Gallows' uh, I believe ex girlfriend or some shit like that, I believe, or wife. Eliminated Garrett, yeah, and this, oh, this was a three-way match also involving Christy James. Okay, yeah, so she won the title, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm looking forward to whoever her opponent's going to be um, at this show. If At this point, you're going to put anybody up against Jazz, that bitch better be correct, because mm-hmm. as she said, she's the original bitch the original in professional bitch wrestling, <laughs> and I'm going to have to give her her fucking credit. Um, jazz is a fucking problem. She she was a problem, and I don't mean problem in a bad way. I mean problem, problem in a good, a good way. way. She was a fucking problem in WWE mm-hmm. when she had that belt at the time she was there. There was no legitimate woman who can really take that title off of her. Which in the future, in another, uh, and on other shows that we're gonna do in our Women's Week, mm-hmm. um, Jazz, there was no one at that period when she had that championship. There was no one like Jazz belongs with this generation of women. I believe so. Definitely. I think if she if she hit the gym, I don't know how much weight she's gained. I know she's a little bit thicker, right? But if, if but Jazz, you could put her in the WWE right now, and the only person who's gonna stand toe to toe with her is probably Charlotte, Naomi, mm-hmm. um, uh, Ruby uh, Riot, Ruby Riot, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, and I will probably I will probably say Bailey. I'm going on the limb there. I will probably say Bailey, and I will probably say Oscar. Here's the problem. Oh, definitely Oscar. See, Bailey can go. The problem is something happened to Bailey, and I'm just going to touch on this lightly. Something happened to Bailey in between. The, I think they waited too long to move her from NXT. Yeah. Or if anything, you should have kept Bailey in NXT to this moment and then brought her over because something went wrong. I think she just moved over at the wrong time, but. Jazz is definitely one of those women. I'm glad that she's the NWA Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad they're acknowledging her because so far it has been highlighted around the 10 pounds of gold. Yes. And now they have a secondary champion to actually highlight stuff around and create video packages. I love the fact that they showed her working at the prison. Word. You know, Word. Like, <laughs> like this bitch is punching niggas in the faces. That's what she does. And she locking them up. And they look like they respect her. Yeah. And stuff do. like that. And she always had a phenomenal body. Of course. She's a little bit thicker now. She's an older woman. How old is Jazz now? I think she's 40 something. I believe she may be in her 40s. Uh, she's 45, 45 years old. 45. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a. Yeah, she's definitely yeah. in her forties, and she's still and she with still um, met Rodney Max since two thousand and eight. Yeah. His career, we know what happened there. Right. I don't think he was ever gonna be that uh that dude. Right. But you know he's forty eight years old, so. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. and he's actually a protege of Junkyard Dog. Yeah. So, 
what can you say? But jazz is a fucking problem. You know, my first time seeing jazz was in ECW. Oh, me too. Me too. Oh, yeah. She was wrestling the niggas. Oh, she man. was wrestling the Ooh. men. A, a lot of people do not realize jazz's television beginnings began with her going. I, you know, I just it just said a seam championship wrestling right here. Mm-hmm. But jazz was going up against the dudes and. Yeah, that was someone you didn't see her as a female. You didn't see her as a female wrestling men. You just knew this woman was a problem. Mm-hmm. And look at look at who she, who she was inspired by to become a wrestler. She saw Jackie. She yeah. was inspired by Jackie, another uh, another woman that missed the generation. Dudes. Yeah, but she fought she fought them dudes down in Memphis. Yeah, but she, <laughs> but, but still. We didn't see her give it up like the way jazz is a pure evolution of Jackie's yeah. starting, and I think the I think a lot of female wrestlers that are coming up in the game, if you're paying attention and you do listen to the show, you should be watching Jazz's ECW run because that's Word. when that I mean between her and what's his name put put her over so well, um the commentator um Joey Joey Styles Joey Styles yeah he put her over so fucking well that it was undeniable so i just i'm loving this whole jazz beat and it's not because she's black just jazz is a bad bitch and, the fact and i that, and it ain't wrong for me to say right. it cuz that's what she said and the fact that she's holding in my estimation the uh you know the oldest women's title uh, no, you're right. It is know, the oldest in, in the woman's biz- title. In the business. I mean, there are older ones, but the most active, yeah, the, most the active, continued yeah, the, active women's. Right. Mm. Even though the, the lineage of the NWA title did hop over to Vince McMahon once he brought the rights from the Fabulous right. Moolah. And it was, the, you know, from the, brought the rights right. from the Fabulous Moolah. And there's so many championships that were created before NWA for women and stuff like that that's not even acknowledged or talked about. So we're just going to respectfully say, they're out there. Yeah. But Jazz right now was that bitch. And I think if she was in the WWE right now, that's someone you could put in that tag team division or you can give you or you can feed Charlotte to. Word. And let Charlotte let her put Charlotte over. Mm-hmm. Or someone that you can feed, you can let her and Oscar go back and forth. Yeah. And stuff. You know who else I would love to see Jazz wrestle? Uh Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, me too. Tessa Blanchard. Me too. Uh, real talk, I think it's time to bring Tessa Blanchard to the WWE. Not to talk WWE and right. tag her and build the four horsewomen for real. Okay, that'll be That's cool. just my opinion. All but right. keep it, let's keep it on NWA. So um you also put down here that a Roe Warrior Warrior is down with the NWA. Yeah, he's gonna be there with um um in this match with um Jack Dawn, mm-hmm. the former NWA champion, and Crimson. Oh, that's the big boy headed dude, Jack Dawn. Where has right. he been? You know? Um because he disappeared after he dropped the title to, to the old Tim man, Stone, right? right? Yeah, you know, um, he's still been around, but it's just that, you know, it's sporadic, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. I believe that he and uh, actually he's in the corner of Jack and um, Crimson during this match. <laughs> we still have our own hooks. Uh, we was looking up before the show, but he's going to be in a well, a tag match with them. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be in their corner. Okay. I respect that. Is he injured or anything? Because he kind of wasn't. It's nice to see that he's bringing back those former champions. No, it's just that I think that, uh, you know, it's the fact that he has lineage in the NWA. Mm -hmm. He's synonymous with the NWA. But just Road Warrior Animal is just synonymous with wrestling, period. But everyone knows famously when you think of the Road Warriors, you think of the National Wrestling Alliance. Yeah, you mean, what they call it a Road Warriors pop before there was an Austin pop. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and that was coined in the WWE. The you Road Warriors. Well, like they they were getting those, they was getting those pops uh, every time. Yeah, the e- Road even, Warrior pop was popped in the. Well, they never said Road Warrior pop in the '80s. They right. always said it behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, yes. And then it was still the same thing behind the scenes in the '90s and stuff as well. And even when, like, when they came into the the E back in the um back in the nineties, they were getting larger pops than Hogan. Yes. Anywhere they went, they got large. They got large ovations, huge ovations. You know what I you mean? You know, I respect them. It's unfortunate that one is that um passed. Um, yeah, he's thirty seven years old, mm-hmm. nineteen eighty one. He's from Tennessee. Yep. Um, that's when I started when he won the title. Right. This is when I started rewatching the NWA. He had beat um, Rob Conway for the title. There you go. 
and I liked his character. I liked the way he came across. He seemed like that good old that that sovereign boy working on a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. That was legit. But he was just one of those dudes. I always thought that he would move on to the E or to New Japan, right? And something like that. He has a new like. This is the dude you put with the Office of Pain. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Yes. If you put him with the Office of Pain, he they become a fucking problem. Yep. Or maybe him and Lashley together. If as a want, tag as team. As a tag team. Because yeah. they have the similar look, similar build and everything. Similar build. This dude, he just has a fucking, he has a face for fucking wrestling. And yeah. I always I always liked him. And this before Billy Corgan came in, this was the guy I was watching with the NWA championship. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand. He's not a fast mover, but he moves. And him and, um at the time, him and Conway were the, also the tag team champions. The too. paycheck that he should have got. From yeah. the WWE is the payback is the paycheck a right back shit in the guy. As a matter of fact, him and him and Conway dropped the NWA tag belts to Tenzan and Kojima a few years back. Look at that! I didn't even know that. Yeah, but I like this dude. I always thought he was a great fucking talent. He's not a fast guy, but he can wrestle and he can hold a match. And I just don't understand how he never made it to the uh, to the WWE or went to Japan. Or maybe some people are just comfortable where they're at. You yeah. know, so not everyone wants to be the WWE champion. You know, that's true. Well, when he, I think he did have a few. Like I said, he had a few runs over there in Japan when uh, uh, Bruce Tharp was mm-hmm. uh, president of the NWA uh, in the like after 2010 and stuff like that when they were going back and forth to New Japan and them. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Daddy Yum Yum or Big Daddy Yum Yum, who was a North American champion at that time. Um, like I said, Conway, he was the NWA champion at the time. The belts, and also Chase Owens, too, as junior mm. champion. So, like, those belts were changing hands back and forth between the States and the Japanese uh, during that time. Maybe with the exception of the North American title, but right. outside of that, you can. Get, it was a guarantee that you would see those there. But speaking of titles... Um, they did say that they're going to also on that card, they're going to introduce, um, well, reintroduce the national heavyweight title. Before you keep going, what do you think about that? I think for a secondary title for the National Wrestling Alliance, Mm -hmm. I think it's good. I think it's good to have because, um, you need something else that's going to be valuable. While the belt is running around. While Cody's Cody's going to be everywhere. Right. He's going to be everywhere. So, you know, the national heavyweight title you know, in my estimation, is a great addition to the NWA at this moment right now. I think so too. Um so eight men will compete in a two in a in two fatal four way matches. Mm-hmm. Um is it elimination or just tra- traditional one pin takes the whole four? One pin fall takes the whole match. Okay, so I'm with it. Um And they I don't got know some who, names in there. Yeah, I'm looking. You have uh Willie Mack, Scorpion, Sky Jay Bradley, Ricky Sp- uh, Ricky, Ricky Starks. Starks. Mike Parrow, how you say his name? Oh, Parrow. You got Sammy Guevara, Sam Shaw, and Cole Cabana. Um, why do I feel Cole Cabana is gonna come out on top of that? I think it's gonna be him and Willie Mack. Let me say, for me, I'm, it's I'm, gonna be Cole Cabana and Scorpion Sky. Okay, well, I can see, I can see that too. You know what I mean? That would that would be nice. Scorpio Sky, who he's been, he's making names for himself right now. Former co-holder of the uh, ROH. Uh, Three man tag team title. Oh no, they call it the bad branding of the six man <laughs> tag team championship. I had to be mindful of this because I'm looking dead at you as I'm looking like yeah. six man tag, tag. team champions. <laughs> no, but um, the Fuck reason I like I don't, I'm not a fan of Scorpion Sky, but he is growing on audiences. He knows his ring placement. Yeah. He's getting good, and I think if they're gonna, you know, you got two people. You have Cody and you have um. What's his name? You have, uh, as a secondary champion, I think Scorpion Sky, for the first mm-hmm. time bringing this title back, I think he will be a good addition. But Colt Cabana, because Colt Cabana... Has the name value. Right, and he wrestles everywhere. Yeah, and, and he can go to yeah. Japan, and he can uh-huh. go to this. And Colt Cabana seems like the right person. You know, this would be... this will be. They'll probably chant CM Punk at him or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, but you that. know, this would be a nice feather in the cap because... You know, that's Cole Cabana. Plus, he's a former NWA world champion, I believe, two times. Uh, yes. Two-time holder of the title. And he's a... No, he's not a ring of honor heavyweight champion. No, he's not always No, he's not always champion, but NWA uh, world champion. And okay. what I like about that is that, like I said, it'll be a feather in his cap to pretty much cap off his year. But then I think it would also launch the career of Willie Mack as well, even further into the limelight. With him as the national champion as well, not taking th- anything away from Bradley you know and Starks you and Guevara, but my, those I agree with you with uh, Scorpio Sky, but 
uh, Willie Mac's name is right there. For you know the what? Dream. I was just thinking about it. Let me say, if you don't do Colt Cabana, then Willie Mac. Because Willie Mac is wrestling everywhere, and these belts are kind of going to go everywhere. Mm-hmm. So if you want it, if Cody's around the world, Willie Mac is around the States. Yep. So um, you know what? I'm going to go with Willie Mac, Colt Cabana, or Scorpion Sky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't pick one, but I feel in my heart of hearts, Colt Cabana, just, he has the name branding. Or mm-hmm. build a feud between Millie Mack and Colt Cabana after this and let them ch- let, let, let Willie Mack chase him right. for the title or Scorp- or let Scorpion Sky and Willie Mack chase Colt for the title if he wins it. Yeah, because if Colt gets it, Colt's going to establish the belt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's I said, already, a, the world championship has been on his waist twice. Exactly. So I'm with that. Um, I'm loving the fact that they're doing the 70th anniversary. I wish it was in New York City. Yeah, because it's it's a big deal. And I wish the NWA was a part of the three big companies going in with um, at Madison Square Garden. Well, actually, but it actually is with the world are. title. They are. But yeah. I think they should feature their champions there. I think they should star-studded night for them niggas. Yeah. I think they should definitely do it. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm loving the whole thing with it. Um. You put down some notes down here with uh, ROH, yeah, Death Willie, Before Dishonor. Yeah, Willie Mack uh, took on Cody for the NWA Championship at the uh, Death Before Dishonor mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks back. Mm-hmm. With Cody retaining the title, of course. Right. You know, so that was um, pretty damn good. It was a good match because um, on the 10 Pounds of Gold video series from Championship Wrestling in Hollywood, you had uh, Cody uh, come out and uh, announce that he was taking on Willie Mack. Mm-hmm. He was going to defend the title in his first title defense. Right. So um, that's definitely big news. That was big news for them mm-hmm. with the the event they had in Las Vegas. So it was a good match from what I from what I understood. Right. Now the last thing I want, uh, not the last thing, but that's pretty much it. We covered all our NWA stuff. Let's yeah. move into Ring of Honor news. I want you to take the lead on this. All right. So Jeff Cobb. If you guys are familiar with Jeff Cobb, he's uh from Hawaii. He's a Hawaiian national champion, Olympic Olympic champion, and so forth. I believe mm-hmm. he just won the um, he he won two things. One, he won the uh, pro wrestling gorilla battle of Los Angeles tournament, mm-hmm. and then he also won the ROH heavyweight title, mm-hmm. uh, not heavyweight title, excuse me, world television championship from uh, Punishment Martinez. Uh, that was a big deal. Now with that happening, um, Punishment Martinez. Just recently signed a deal with WWE. He's going into NXT in about a week, week and a half's time. Hmm. And anyone who's familiar with Punishment Martinez, this guy um, has a bright future ahead of him. If you ever followed his matches, it took me a little while for it took a while for Punishment Martinez to grow on me per se as I oh, watched him in matches. For you? Yeah, but then after a while, it was like, okay, well, the guy, the, this guy can do some stuff. And when I seen him, he hasn't grown live, on me yet. What what made him grow on you? Uh just his look. Just his look. You know, um, he has a he has a fun he has a pretty decent look. Mm-hmm. You know? And um I believe that um since he's he's tall, he's young, um, I think if they develop him and push him right, he just might uh be around for a couple of years to do some really phenomenal stuff for the E if they do some really good character development for him. Um, I think he will be. Every, oh, yes, 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 yes. I forgot his look completely. I think this guy. I think I think Martinez would do a lot more than what fucking um. Cas Big Cas did. No, not Big Cas. What's the other dude name who cut his hair recently? Baron Corbin. He's the guy they should have hired instead of Baron Corbin. Yeah. He's that look or. You should have got him and tagged him with Baron Corbin because I think Cor- Baron, Cor- uh, Baron Corbin needed someone to work with. Mm-hmm. It should, not to bring up nothing, I want to say that one of my top favorite wrestlers in the company, Gunner, is in NXT. Yeah. And Gunner should have went straight to the main fucking roster because that nigga is a world fucking champion. Right. That's, you know, he's our age. Mm-hmm. He's between his 30s and his 40s. And this nigga knows what the fuck that he's doing. And I feel that there's just... I think they're just testing the reins, but that dude can be. I think he every so often we get that older wrestler, mm-hmm. you know, like Batista came in in his late thirties and just uh, took took the reins. DDP and late thirties. This guy late though DDP was in his late four, early forties. Yeah, Goldberg at a certain point too. Yeah, so these dudes, you know, I just think 
um, just uh, is on point about that. No questions asked. So um, I'm feeling that whole. I'm just checking my the mail here as we are speaking. Right. For people who don't know, as we're doing this, we have everything up on the big screen so that we could read our notes. Well, Mark reads off the big screen. Right. I read off the computer screen and shit. But um. Yeah, I'm feeling the direction they're going. I like Punish Martinez's movement. Yeah. Um, we always know Ring of Honor has no problem letting guys move forward and into their own world. Though they may not like it, they allow it to happen. Exactly. Because, But what it does, too, is that it also offers um, exposure for mm-hmm. ROH. Now, I want to talk about something important. We got Pac has returned to wrestling officially. Yes. Pac, Neville, Adrian Neville. The man that that gravity left behind, as as they call it, Mighty Mouse, Mighty Miles, or whatever, uh, the former two-time WWE Cruiserweight Champion, former Best of the Super Juniors uh, tournament winner, made his return to professional wrestling two weeks ago at uh, Dragon Gate, mm-hmm. and uh, he joined the Red Faction, which is the top heel stable. Um, the top state, the top heel faction in Dragon Gate Wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, which is called Red R E D. Uh, yeah, you brain farted for a second. Exactly. There. You're trying to remember. Keep going. Keep so, going. what I what what's good about this is that one, nobody expected where he was going to show up. Everyone was speculating that he was going to go to New Japan. Everyone was speculating maybe he might come back to the WWE. Everyone was just like trying to figure out where he was going to go. Mm-hmm. But just to turn up at uh, Dragon Gate, which is his, and technically speaking, his home promotion at one point in time, right. is a good deal. And that's going to put some more eyes on Dragon Gate. Dragon Gate has a pretty decent following. Between that and the uh, the USA version of Dragon Gate, it has a nice collective of fans watching the show. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be, there's going to be more eyes on the promotion now, now that... Um, Pac is back in action. Right. Um, wherever he was going to go, mm-hmm. wherever the fuck he was going to go, it was going to pop off for sure. All right. Wherever the fuck he was going to go, I really was hoping he'd go to New Japan. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that he would be fighting the boys in New Japan. Right. I'm glad that he's not in the WWE. It should teach the WWE to respect him a little bit more from this point. Yeah. And I'm just glad that he's there, and I hope that he really takes... Uh, advantage of anything. Um, anything else in Ring of Honor news? Um, as far as like, uh, that's pretty much it. That's yeah. They're very. Much. Everyone's very quiet, well, waiting they, to get to the to WrestleMania in January. Well, they are in, building in, up in the January yeah. season of wrestling. Well, they are building up a feud between uh, Jay Lethal and uh, uh, Silas Young. Uh, okay. For the uh, ROH the, title. Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be a pretty big big test for Jay Lethal. Right. Um. Let's move on to our New Japan news. Right. And we can start with the fact that uh, about Shingo Takai. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Shingo Takai, take it over from there. He's he's just joined the, I can never say that team. Los Ingronobles de Japón. Yeah. New Japan, um, L-I-J. We'll just do it like do, that. Do it like that. <laughs> L-I-J. I leave you up to pronounce that one. Yeah. That's what I call him. Because <laughs> L-I-J is basically um, the Japanese extension of Los Ingoronobles in Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the faction down there in um, CMLL right. that um, Naito and these guys are a part of. Mm-hmm. So They did a, a giant trailer for him. It was nice. Yeah. They did an American and an English version that they put on YouTube yeah. via, their, via the um, New Japan YouTube channel. I thought it was pretty dope. Um I want to see what happens. He hasn't has his official match yet Actually, as a part of the team. No, he did. He did have oh, his yeah? match, and that was at um, uh, King of Pro Wrestling. He made his debut mm-hmm. uh, in a uh, three man tag. Right. You know, actually a six, uh, actually an eight man tag match mm-hmm. with um, with Sonata and with uh, Naito and with Bushi. Right. Uh, against uh, Chaos. Right. And uh, they got the pinfall. He got the pinfall on um on Yo in the tag match. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen now is, is that him and Bushi are going to compete in the uh, best of the, oh, the best of the Super Juniors tag tournament. Which is coming up Which is month. coming up soon, right, during the Power Struggle is it, events. Oh, is it November? Is it November the second week, first week of November or the last week? No, of- it's actually going to start this week. Okay, good. Okay, okay, okay. I was, I was yeah, getting mixed up with something else completely. Week. And what's good about it is, is that um, Takai, 
comes from uh, the same dojo that uh, Naito comes from. They were trained by Animal Haguchi, mm-hmm. who was a... So it looked like big, a bunch of friends came together and said, look, we got some injured guys on the yeah. roster. Can you come in and work with us as the guys are healed? Because they got three injured guys, or Actually, two. Well, LIJ has one injured person, and that's... Uh, uh, Takahashi, Himoto Takahashi, the ticking time bomb. He's, you know, for those of you who may have seen it, he fractured his neck defending the uh, the junior heavyweight belt against Yeah, we uh, talked Dragon heavily Lee. about that in a, so, in a past um, podcast. So he's going to be out for about like six months, mm-hmm. six, you know, six to nine months. But so. he's a great addition to the team. It's yeah. not like he's a stranger to it. Um, I'm feeling it. I just want to see how it meshes. And I'm thinking on they using him to turn into a feud. If, if he's going to become someone's feud within... Um, Lij, I see him because I I I think that's going to be an internal feud for him. So it's, eventually, it's, it, it could be. It's a good speculation. It could be, but I think more or less so, it's to build up the junior division because they need to build up more juniors right about now. Mm-hmm. As far as New Japan goes, and remind me to uh, hold on. I'm just putting something in my notes as you see me writing on the screen. Mm-hmm. We'll bring that up last. I don't know why it keeps doing that. Um. I'm gonna tell you why I wrote that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, good. Yes. Good. 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 I was putting that on the notes to mm-hmm. remind myself. But um, I want to bring up Jericho versus Evil. That came out of left field, but this is yes. gonna be Jericho's <clears throat> first official title defense. Exactly. Of the, in, the 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 New Japan's version, New Japan's Intercontinental Championship. Right. Um. I, I like the fact that Jericho is doing something once every three months because it's now giving them. We know what Jericho creates time for them to build on other titles yes you're not focusing on the title having to be there i like that jericho gives them time Mm -hmm. to work on the junior heavyweight world championship and time to work on the tag belts and time to work on the never uh the never open championship Mm -hmm. and the never uh three six man tag belts ah you said it i'm saying it because that's the legal documentation (laughs) they go by you're not tricking me no 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 you're I not, know that, but I was just—I just want to see. Can't you say trick it. me. I'm just gonna make sure I'm gonna—I'm gonna say it the way they're saying it because it's ridiculous, right? But um, with those never open weight championships and all of those belts that they have there, yeah, it's very important. Maybe it's good that Jericho's a champion because he can step away, mm-hmm. and they don't have to worry about booking another title until every three or four right. months. It makes it's a. It makes what is it? He has ninety days to defend the title. It's actually he has six months. To yeah. defend the title. Jericho could be champion for two years, and it'll work out perfect as mm-hmm. long as he shows up every four to five months. I like the way that he showed up, though. Yeah, I like the makeup that he's wearing. You know what I mean? Clockwork Looks a little orange. stupid, yeah. You know, the Look- clockwork orange thing right there. Yeah. But what's dope about it is, is that Jericho pops up from out of nowhere and just, like, beats people up, man. And that's, mm-hmm. the, that's, that's, the, that's the shit that I like about pro wrestling. Like, you don't know when... Your opponents are gonna come out and beat the fuck out of you, mm-hmm. or do a running on you. Jericho is like the king of run-ins right now. From him dressing up like, uh, from from one him dressing up like Bushi mm-hmm. and attacking Naito after Naito won the IC belt from Minoru Suzuki. That shit was dope. Then you go with him winning the title, right? After he wins the title, you don't see him. Then he shows up at All In. He attacks. Uh, Kenny Omega dressed up like Pentagon. You know that's not Clockwork Orange, right? It's not? No. Clockwork Orange is a triangle over the eye. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But a lot... We, Isn't so, this... Some um, folks are calling it Clockwork Jericho. But... <laughs> Whatever. I, I guess that's what they're doing. I'm about to say, this isn't the... Um... What you call it? I'll show you the Clockwork. Because you know that's yeah. one of my favorite movies. Because like the dude also wore the derby. You know what I mean? But he's wearing a fedora. You know? So it's 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 a nice little spin on it. I know what you're talking about. I thought he was going after there's a particular character. That's the clockwork orange. Right, right, right. That right there. But this um, yo, I know it's on the t- the clown is on the tip of my tongue. You know, I was just telling somebody this is a great movie about um re- uh, government reprogramming. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen this movie? Clockwork Orange. Yes. Yeah, I a lot seen. of people. This movie goes over a lot of people's heads. Um. It's just one of those movies, it took, someone who worked on it explained it to me in detail. Yeah. What the movie is about. And once they gave me the explanation, I was about 19 when they broke it down to me. I was like, oh. It's it's a phenomenal film for people to get to see it. But Jericho's doing, yo, I know exactly where it is. But that's def- But I get why they're saying Clockwork Jericho. Yeah. 
I get it. I think Jericho is looking for the weirdest shit to do. You know, and it's different. That from, doesn't hurt his American market, right. And fans and shit. And it stands it stands out from the 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 WWE uh, stuff that we're known and used to him doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like there's no limits on what he's doing. And what's good about it is is that this puts uh, evil in the in the spotlight. He needed something to do because he's been quiet for a long fucking time. Evil's gotten some big wins against Tanahashi. He's gotten mm-hmm. some big wins, but against not for the Okada. title. No, not for the title. But he's he's gotten pinfall victories over mm-hmm. these guys. Had some strong feuds with them. So that made that makes him a strong contender um, for those titles. But this he- right here will push him to that next level. He was a he's a former World's Tag Champion. He's a former never open weight champion. Which I think that was when he was at his best. Right. So And, and it I, seems like he's looked it's easy to look over him mm-hmm. on the roster. Like if you see him, you cheer for him, but he's not someone you look for. Right. But I mean and plus this is a different look for him mm-hmm. from his days of being a young lion and then coming to New York wrestling for Johnny Rods because he, he wrestled mm-hmm. on Johnny Rods' roster uh, a few years back. Right. Um I'm just glad for his success. Do and we acknowledge Johnny Rod's roster? I mean, listen. I mean, I'm not knocking him, but you know, do we do we do we acknowledge the Mr. The Rods? Has he really done anything for wrestling outside the Dudley Boys and Tommy Dreamer and Taz? Okay, let's let's really. I'm and, not just and, and, Tommy and then kicking me out of. Um... <laughs> well, he kicks everybody out after they pay it's, all their fees. Remember, you're a lifetime member. You just got to yeah, pay. And, and sent us to Pedro's. So so yeah, he he did something for me. <laughs> yeah yeah, he definitely did. So. Um, Bullet Club got three new members. Yes, and the OG class of yes. the Bullet Club. Yes, yes, yes. Jay White, Jado, and Gato are now Bullet Club OGs. Um, we just gotta see what happens there because it seems like a giant, giant six-on-six battle is about to go down. It looked like we're about to get one of those big tag matches. And New Japan, I don't give a fuck what no one says, is the king of tag matches. Yes. You want to see 12 men in one corner? You'll see it. You'll see 24 men, 12 on one corner, 12 on the other. New Japan love. They'll fill a pay-per-view with tag matches and then throw you a singles match and say that you love it. And they do it well. They do it well. So you have them going to put go, go against the elite but they're going to go through chaos first mm-hmm. um or the remnants of chaos which is okada uh yano toru mm-hmm. goto hiroki will osprey rocky romero showing yo and um damn it he was on the tip of my tongue uh yoshihashi yeah and let me tell you something Chaos ain't the, worth the, shit no more. The t- the the Titus O'Neil of um New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, that's an insult to Titus O'Neil because he has the greatest slide in the game. Well, other uh, it, other than um Hogswoggle, Hornswoggle. Yeah, but Yoshi, well, but Yoshi got hurt. But there's going to be some things that they're going to do with Yoshi. I'm gonna Hashi. be honest with you. Chaos is over for them. It's time to disband that whole group. They've run they've run the gamut, mm-hmm. and if they and. If Bullet Club is going to eat them, let it be a full dispansion of chaos and move those guys into Over great to singles doing else, and right. tag careers. Yeah, chaos is officially. You you have to admit it's yeah, kind of it over for them. I mean, they they were they 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 was in there for what, four years, four like four, more than that because it started off from GBH Great Bash Hill, mm-hmm. then the takeover came in when um, Nakamura took over the group. They were at their prominence when Nakamura and Okada were at the top. Right. So yeah, their run is done. Yeah, it's it's pretty much over for them. Um, but I'm loving the three new members. I want to see where it goes. I love this class of the, and I call them class because it seems like there's classes of the Bullet Club right now. So I'm mm-hmm. loving this Bullet Club class. This is easily becoming my favorite. We all know I'm a Tama Tonga fan. Oh, man, I'm not a yeah. dick rider. Matter of fact, I'm not a fan of any of you motherfuckers in wrestling. I'm a supporter, but I'm a heavy supporter of Tama Tonga. And he don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, like he said, yo, he's he's just disrespectful. And um, his brothers, his brothers a beast too. Now, so <laughs> something I want to talk about. The yeah, his brother's definitely a beast. Tanahashi versus Omega. Yes, I'm not overhyped about this, but I. I I don't even have we had a Tanahashi versus Omega match yet? Yes, they had. They fought for the Intercontinental title where um You're absolutely right. Where um Kenny won the title from him and then they were supposed to have the ladder match, the rematch for the title, but um Tanahashi ended up getting hurt mm-hmm. and that's when they put um Mike Elgin as his replacement 
in that ladder match and Mike Elgin win. Why is Elgin not in WWE as a tag team partner of Kevin Owens? I have no idea why he's Elgin does not belong in New Japan. He's outgrown New Japan without even... He's their great. He's like that dog that you never get rid of. Right. But is a good dog. He shows up on time. He rolls over on his belly. But he outgrew Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. He outgrew New Japan without becoming their world champion. Right. But he, he belongs. Nev- he won the a... Never title. He won the Intercontinental belt. Mm-hmm. He needs to win the tag team title. And the person I see him winning the tag belts with is Jeff Cobb. That's the man I see him winning yeah. the tag belts but with. See, if they decide but to do it after they do that. Where does he go? He needs. He's someone who needs WWE more than anyone at this moment. Mm-hmm. It'll resurge him. They can build him. He's he can go. The nigga they, can go. They just gotta pull him to the main roster and don't put him in developmental. Yeah, you put him in. The, he, that's he, that's where he dies. Yeah, but he's really. And I'm not saying that he's the greatest, but some wrestlers outgrow their business. Mm-hmm. Like I believe if you took um, what is his name, Dolph Ziggler. And moved him to New Japan. He would flourish. You know what type of match him and Kenny would have? You know what type of hat match him and Tamatonga would have? Mm-hmm. You know what type of hat match him and Tanahashi would have? Him and Osprey, him and uh, fucking Okada. Okada, or even him and Tanahashi. Yeah, I, so know, I could I could see some, he can he, he they they will pull out some greatness for a Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, you yeah, know, but Dolph just, Ziggler can re Dolph Ziggler can fuck around and become. The United States champion, yeah. or even the Intercontinental champion, mm-hmm. and it mean more than his all his world title rings in WWE, or his US title rings too. Yeah, but the the if you if you want something that's going to intrigue you to see this um this the the main event to see how the the story of the main event for Wrestle Kingdom is going, mm-hmm. you gotta watch everything about what they're doing right now between Tanahashi and Omega. And basically... I have I mean, That part I'm not up to date on, but I will be up to date on it so we could talk about it next week for okay. sure. All it is is that it's a clash of philosophies. Mm. Right? Okay. It's a clash of philosophies on the direction of wrestling as far as New Japan goes. I did see what he said when, after we talked about it on the phone where Tanahashi said he... Or Omega said he's like the old something-something. He's like the John Cena. Yeah. And I said to you... If WWE signed Tanahashi, put Tanahashi and John Cena together and let them niggas win the Raw Tag Team Championships yeah, yeah. and let them run for a year or two with mm-hmm. those titles, that they, they are both the same person on both sides. And John Cena speaks Japanese. Yeah, he's multifaceted he, with languages. Yeah, he, he, so yeah, it'll so go. It'll go over big. Those guys will work perfect together. And I think that will be the biggest star studded tag team. And about twenty years running around with the WWE yeah. World Tag Team Championship. So I urge you guys, if you, when you do watch, when you do listen to this, I urge you guys to watch the press conference that they had the day after um, the the match between um, Tanahashi and um, Jay White, mm-hmm. and then the the triple threat with the with the with the Omega, Bushi, and Cody. Do you notice no one says it a triple threat match the way Paul Hamey used to say it, a three-way dance? Mm-hmm. I think that was the best title branding ever yes. of a match. Three-way a three-way dance. dance. Because I was like, I always wondered why WWE never, no one else, WCW, NWA, no one says three-way dance no more. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a good title for it, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I want to congratulate the Bullet Club OGs for winning the tag belts. Yes. I think that was a good look for them. I think they need more singles titles over there for those guys. Right. But I think that was pretty dope. Um, another thing I want to talk about is Cody winning the United States Championship. He gave an emotional promo. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Yeah. I thought that was dope. I think him running – I think he's going to hold that U.S. title until they get to the Garden. For a while, yeah. I do believe so. Um, but what this does, too, is that it elevates Juice Robinson. Yes, because Juice Ro- – a guy who was getting buried on the NXT right. That was a dude mm-hmm. who outgrew WWE without fame. His style, right. his ability. Mm-hmm. Juice is just a man right now. And I did not like him in NXT, but I like him now because I feel as if I think NXT taught him how to perform mm-hmm. and gave him the platform to master his craft. Yeah. And I think that's why those guys, when they leave WWE NXT, I think that's why they're so good after they leave. Because the performance center does do its job. It's right. just not being allowed to happen with Vince at the helm. So now what happens is is that when he left NXT and he went to New Japan, he became a young boy. He became a young lion. He immersed himself Hold in on. the, uh, the training. I'm going to correct you there. 
I don't even. I think he walked in there not needing to ever be titled as a young lion. But this mother. No, I get it. Yeah. But I want to take that title off of him because this nigga was a, a grown ass lion when he walked through the. Ju- you, <laughs> right. You get what I'm saying? Because he, he came a lion with more seasoning. He, I would say that he had a crazy, crazy set of abilities, and he was over. Like hell, he was one of the most over people in NXT since Seth Rollins was the champion. Right. So. I, I know he went through the, the whole Young Lion process in the studio, but I think that I think he did it to get their respect. Yes, but that's in right. reality, he didn't need that. No. This nigga was a this nigga was a full blown try to get him in the cage if you want type of lion. Right. You know, he's and, the one who hunts his meat, not and, go find not the meat brought to him. And he's done it. I mean, with uh with all of the matches that he's had all the way up to this point. You watch a Juice Robinson match, you're going to be entertained. You watch a Juice Robinson promo, you're going to be entertained. Yeah, and I didn't like his look in WWE, but I, but because WWE brands what a wrestler should look like from the get unconsciously, mm-hmm. but the wild dreads and the colors and shit, it worked in New Japan, and it was for, And I think and I think he's. I wouldn't be shocked if he's fighting for the world title in three years. I I say so too. Juice, there's a um, a couple of folks, a couple of websites, and a couple of uh, YouTube pages were talking that Juice Robinson down the road is one of the top five next guys that should be holder of the IWGP championship. Yeah, I give him, I give him, I, I give him three years. And in reality, I'm ahead of him with a Captain Kirk. I think he could do it in two. Okay. <laughs> um, the Elite's contract was something that was big recently. Yes, the um. When watching Being the Elite as of the the last two episodes, mm-hmm. the wind down or the countdown, the, the the ticking of the clock, the TikTok TikTok is taking place. January, the end of January, January, their contracts are up. Each and every single member of the Bullet Club. Well, they sign like WWE signs people from April down. New Japan signs people from January down. And ROH does the same thing yeah. also. ROH is January down, yes, right? All yes, all the contracts so. and things are in January. So Kenny Omega's contract is up at the at the end of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody's contract is up. The Bucks' contract is up. Adam Page's contract is up. Um, all those guys um, pretty much... You know, are the most sought after guys. The elite are the most sought after um, pieces of talent mm-hmm. worldwide. Everybody wants a piece of them, but mainly the, uh, e. the e wants those guys. You heard what the headline was? Triple H wants all the Bullet Club. He wants them all. He ain't talking. He talk about all the factions of the Bullet Club, all three classes. He wants them all. He wants the elite. He wants the um, he wants the OGs too. Well, yes, he did say that he wants them all. He several, said all. several guys, several several members of the OGs would have been stated that, yeah, the E wanted us. You know, it'd be dope to see Haku walk in there with his two kids. That shit. Would you be know nice. how real that be? Where's Alpha walking down? With, where's Alpha at? Bring that old man back. Alpha sits sits ringside watching um and, and keeps and straight kayfabes. Just watching the show. I can't believe my son fucking lost. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but with that happening, I, I I think they're gonna stay for another year because it benefits them. They they're selling their merch is through the roof. Yeah, they're, they're selling more. Uh, uh, they're just under Rick and Morty when it comes to merchandise. They're they're just through the roof of it. So and to, and to be honest with you, man, it's like okay, um. Some would say, well, where do they go if their contracts are up? Well, I can tell you exactly where um, they go. And, I, and I'll do it like this. We'll start with the Bucks. The Bucks definitely will. I see another IWGP heavyweight tag team title run with them. Mm-hmm. I also see them per- potentially, potentially, I also potentially see them winning the World Tag League Tournament. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. All in two has to happen. Yes. And the garden show has to happen. Right. And when the garden show happens, we're going to see where contracts get signed. Mm-hmm. Because the Young Bucks are not stupid, and Cody is spearheading a different type of movement. Yes. So I think, I think personally, we have to see what though if, and I don't think we're getting all into anytime soon. No, I think we'll I get all into next year. Right. So we don't get it by January in the California area where the Bucks are from. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll decide. But I think Madison Square Garden is going to make a big set of choices. Yes, I but think the, so too. But um, like they said, where one goes, they all go, and I think they all want a WWE run. I think they all have to go in there as a cl- right. a click and control their futures. If they go in there one by one, they They're lose their fuck. futures. Like 
I, I would love to see Hangman Page. Hangman Page honestly has the makings of a WWE star. He gets buried. You want to know why? That but that's, UK that's, division. That's my concern. The UK division. No, you think about Marty. Marty Scrow. Because that's another person too. But his contract with New Japan isn't up until like after January. Like, I think like September or some shit like that. But in general, you're right. Hangman, I, I am Jacob Martin Scrow, but Hangman Page is another one. He's going to get buried in that. Mm-hmm. He's not that big. No. So what stops them from going? You're a 205 live guy. Welcome to the party, pal. Or they have them, if they, they put them in developmental. They have them going up against uh, Ricochet for that North no American one in belt New or Japan, whatever. No one in New Japan belongs in NXT. Flat out. They have been trained and they are 100% fucking battle tested. And then not only that. That's like you know, putting AJ Styles in NXT. Of course. Like he hasn't been around the of, world of course, twice. Of course, of course. But I mean, like, this is, well, for the, for the casual fan, they would think, oh, okay, they're, they're going to go there. But people also tend to forget, too, that ROH um, training spot in um, Baltimore is no joke either. It's a, That's a dope-ass facility also. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this, it's not a, I'm trying to, I was trying to find, like, a showtimer for us. Mm-hmm. I'll figure that shit out in a minute. Um, But long story short, I'm just, I'm feeling the whole, I'm loving the whole wherever one goes, we all go. Yeah. But the most important thing I want to talk about to close out today's this particular episode. Motherfuckers are not happy with this new management. And oh, let me yeah. say this first. We, Go ahead. I talked about this. It's mad dog. I realized the lights. <laughs> we'll, on the next episode, we'll get the lights. So we're right. using the screen monitor screen and the sun is going down. Let me um readjust myself as I talk with my chest up. I said that when this president comes in, he's going to bring a team of people. And a team of people... Is going to fuck up mm-hmm. the way shit is happening in New Japan, just like he fucked up Power Rangers. I'm not getting in all into it, but you guys need to understand this man came from a company that he did a lot of bad business for, even though he was president. And his presidency and his work is starting to affect the attitude and the fucking locker room. And a good portion of the roster is not happy with not only him, but the way other people that came in behind him is doing business. Right. And to me, this makes Gato not look good as owner of New Japan. Well, matchmaker of New Japan, to be honest with you. Because we all know secretly New Japan is spread out between... Shugabayashi, Bushi Road... Hold on, hold on. I'm not talking about the whole... those. We're talking about the shareholders. Yeah. We know that's spread out amongst three other major men, which is dangerous. Right. But the point is... This man didn't do too much good business for Bandai and his people mm-hmm. that has brought in is now doing the same type of damage. And I predicted this was yes, going to happen. It, what it, it puts me in the mindset, too, it puts me in the mindset of when Jim Hurd ran WCW. You know what I mean? First they can thing go right was, back into the dark ages and not even exactly. realize it. All because it's like, oh, well, you got non-wrestling people that don't know shit about wrestling mm-hmm. talking down to the wrestlers. Tamatanga mentioned... There has never been a time in the history of wrestling that wrestlers in New Japan were never unhappy. He said, if you don't like it, okay, fine, get the fuck out of here. But however, you know, the general manager that's hired under Harold Mage is the one that's fucking up shit. That's the, that's, the, that's the guy that um that's that's putting a lot of piss in the fucking water. I forget his name, water. but definitely not good, not smart. Not strategic, not intelligent at all. This so, is they're in a very dangerous situation. So how may, if you're listening to me, I would urge you remove that general manager, kick Just that motherfucker to the curb, find a rookie nigga if you got to who right. can learn on the Gato and understand what Gato exactly. needs. Exactly, you get what I'm saying. Have that dude work with Gato, Tiger Hitori, mm-hmm. Liger, um, and whoever else that's a part of the New Japan booking team to work with the wrestlers. Because at the end of the day, the commodity is the wrestlers that's bringing in the money for the wrestling company to flourish. So when they flourish, you flourish. So I would start pruning with that jackass of a GM so that you won't lose viable talent that's bringing in money. Because then what what that does is, is that it makes everyone else on the outside say, well, fuck, New Japan is the company I want to go and work for. Yep. Based on this, 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 and this. But not to have some jackass general manager 
fuck up things. And to a degree, this is why I don't like middle management or like dealing with middle management when it comes down to things in the workplace. Because if I got a good rapport with management, a good energy with the bosses and shit like that, I should be able to come there and talk about my problems and talk about my happiness at the job. Yeah, but also this reflects, yeah, he needs to, yeah, this is bad middle management. And there's nothing wrong with middle management as long as middle management job knows their job is to communicate between the corporate entity decision makers Mm -hmm. and the talent. Yep. You should be in a Jim Ross. You should. They should be the Jim Ross of the company. Right. Gato shouldn't have to worry about what's happening here. This guy, the president of the company, shouldn't have to be worrying about here. And also, maybe the company's unhappy, like I predicted before, with all of that fucking American talent taking their fucking belts mm-hmm. and not putting and not focusing on Japanese wrestling until they are an international wrestling organization. You are a fucking Japanese. Uh, a Japanese company. Asian branded company, and right. che- technically, you work you represent all Asian wrestling around the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, to me, that's a major issue. Yeah, I think they have to find a way to fix that. They have to find a way to balance that, and it's not looking too smart on their end. Nah, it's, de- it's definitely not. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, having Kenny as the as the heavyweight champion, that's a good look. But at the same token, it's like. Where do you o- go from there? Okada, Tanahashi, uh, Kushida, all these other guys are the bread and butter of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right, because at the end of the day, what happens when all your Americans leave, which is the Bullet Club, think about it, all your Americans leave, you're, t- you're stuck with Michael Elgin and a few guys, and guess who gets the belt back? Okada. Yep. And a few other Europeans who go in and out, mm-hmm. and then you're back at a point where you don't have this high point in New Japan. So they're playing a very dangerous game, and the Bullet Club. And when AJ got the title, that was the beginning of keeping an American always in the world title picture. Mm-hmm. You know, it was different when Brock Lesnar did it, whether it was the Dark Ages or not. At least Brock didn't overshadow the whole Japanese roster. Well, now because Brock wasn't pushed, right? Not that he wasn't pushed. It wasn't a situation where it hurt. You knew this was an American coming in, and he was the greats. Now it's so focused on just getting an American guy with the title. Why isn't it a Japanese dude with the U.S. title? Like, look at Nakamura. Nakamura's the U.S. champion here in the States. Right. Well, this is, yeah, in the States for the, for the WWE. When you do that, you, they, WWE has a habit of always putting a foreigner with the United States championship. Yep. That's their running, not running gag, but that's their running thing. Or their intercontinental title, which is their international championship. And belt. still, their intercontinental mm-hmm. title stays on Americans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you got to focus on what you have when you leave. You can't be mad with John Cena when he, when, if he was champion again because he's their boy. He's the guy to save the day. Yep. Can't be like Jericho, like Vince McMahon said, you know, things are bad when Jericho got the title. That means he has to protect the company. Who's reliable? The Canadian-American dude. Mm -hmm. Whereas like with Tanahashi, to be frank with you, I won't be, I'm not upset that Tanahashi is in the title picture again. Not because it might be the safe move to put their world title back on him. And And I think this would be his best reign because all his reigns before that, I don't think they were that good. I mean- I think he was holding it together as talent was growing, but yeah. I never thought he was a great champion. I thought, I, honestly, just from me watching it from back then, I thought he was good. Mm-hmm. But I think too, also that he's a crossover. He's a crossover star, just like John Cena. You mm-hmm. know, he has a big movie that just came out. My dad is a heel wrestler, um, and yeah, it's that. basically him and the that most like a flop. Most of the uh, the the New Japan wrestlers mm-hmm. that are there, uh, Makabe. You know and, what that is, right? That's their ready to rumble. But keep going. You know. Uh, Okada <laughs> and all these up. motherfuckers up in there, but I mean, it's like it's a good promotion promotional tool. Like one thing that I can say about New Japan is that when they do their promotional shit, mm-hmm. New Japan uses their talents the best way. Like if you see a Makabe Toge somewhere talking about fucking desserts, he's doing that shit to the fucking T. Right, right. You right. see Okada doing some shit, he's doing this shit to the T. When Nakamura was there, doing that shit to the T. Nah. Tanahashi doing that shit straight to the T. Everybody there is used for something. You know what I mean? Whether you are Japanese born or gaijin, they use you properly. Yeah. You know. But now we're getting to the point where the Asian guys might not be used properly and all this European slash American talent. Everything you just mentioned was mm-hmm. happening. But think yeah. about that. That's not happening. Think about it. 
you promoted a New Japan Pro Wrestling game spearheading the uh, the, the Canadian slash American speaking um, Kenny Omega. That should have been Okada. That should have been Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. But you're going with the American. You're going with the the Canadian who speaks Japanese. But in reality, there was never a Japanese commercial made. It was only an American commercial made. So imagine that should have been Tanahashi. That should have been Okada. Mm-hmm. That should have been Evil. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or Naito. Or Naito. How about use Naito as their advertising guy? He translates everywhere yep. with his open eye and this, that, and the other, with his Illuminati eye and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. So I think they have the right to be mad, and it's time to find a middle manager that can go in between them correctly. That's what middle management is for. Right. You know, so look, that's pretty much it. Yeah, but man. Mark... I thank you for another good episode. Oh, no doubt, brother. I'm glad to do these things. That's what it's about, bro. It's about yeah. us doing what we do best, wrestlers with experience, right. shooting the shit, bringing the information out to the people, and just, you know, letting them know what's happening. What's, what's ironic is that this is episode number 31. 31. We're already at 31 episodes. Before we know it, we'll be at 100 episodes. Fuck, we're still not? at the beginning, but we're putting that work in. That's but the we, way to do it, man. But we thank you guys for listening to the show. Remember to, remember to download and subscribe. Um, I'm not going to hit you with too much advertising at the end of this because the advertising is, is at always a little bit lingered and long. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be, it looks like we might be getting the possibility of some liquor sponsors. Right. I've been, well, I'll be in talks with them tomorrow morning. All right. So we ask you guys to support whatever we support and whatever they pay us to support because that keeps the show running and money in our pockets. Yes, sir. Um, we and, are building our brand. Yeah, and and people don't know, I'm a real fucking machine outside of this place. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go find it. If there's, <laughs> I'm gonna go find it. But it's um, there, it's there. You know, our goal is to be one of the top twenty wrestling programs there are by this time next year. Facts. So, Mark, thank you so much. No doubt, man. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your episode. This is episode number thirty-one, and like I said, next week we will have an episode a day all next week, leading up into the women's uh, evolution. Pay-per-view. Well, in two weeks, technically. Two weeks. In for two weeks, yeah. that the week of the twenty-eighth, going into the week of the, excuse me, the twenty-seventh, because that would be the proper title. Entitlement. We will be sure we will be pushing out a episode a day for you guys. It's all about the top ten greatest women rest uh women um champions of all time, the top worst champions of all time, which mm-hmm. we know it gets a little disrespectful there. We're gonna be talking <laughs> yeah. about um the uh, too little too late with the women's revolution and how this was something that was always there as we all know, but we you're gonna get me and Mark's perspective on it. We're also going to talk about the 80s and 90s and a little bit of the thousands of women's professional wrestling, how that really was always there, but, you know, they act like they they didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. And we might do the top 10 greatest female wrestlers and the top 10 worst female wrestlers of all fucking time, which that that. list can get very, very disrespectful. So expect in the following, in in that week Mm -hmm. leading up to the Women's Evolution show that we will have... We might hit you with seven episodes. Well, and not only that, there's there's a lot of other juicy tidbits that's going on in um, professional, in professional wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, so we, it, our regular shows will be there, but we're going to hit yeah. you with a lot of women's movement and stuff like that. So we ask you to share it on Twitter, share it on Instagram. We got this popping. Just fuck with us. Holla at us. Let's go.